0: Hello and welcome back to the Combat Crevice Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Sakif. So, last Saturday, or I guess this most recent Saturday, we had U- UFC 273. And oh my god, what a card. From top to bottom, it was just amazing. I'd say like, all uh, there were a few finishes throughout the card, but just like all the fights in general were like very high quality, very high level. And I think... Maybe that has to do with my experience with watching and like learning how to fight because once you like understand how people do things and or why people do things, things make a lot more sense, and you understand like the intricacies of each each and every little thing um but yeah, I'll talk about the fights that I liked um what I see next for everyone, and then the next card. So, in the early prelims, there weren't that many, like, great fights, but one that stood out was Alexei Olenek versus Jared Vandera, and this was Alexei Olenek's, like, let me do the math here, 77th fight, 77th professional fight ever, and it was, if he won that, it would have been his 60th, and he did win. He won by first-round submission, and it was really impressive, like... He was getting he was getting kind of pieced up on the feet, which is kind of you know, kind of typical of one of his fights. And at this point, I would think Alexei Elnik would improve his striking a little bit more. He was just he was literally like throwing haymakers from like the top, like swinging from the top, which no one does that. No one actually strikes like that. It's just it's kind of like an axe kick, but like with your hand, I, an axe punch i don't know but as soon as it got to the ground alexi did his thing and boom over on the normal prelims um mickey gall got knocked out which mickey gall the only thing he's really known for is beating cm punk who is a wwe wrestler who went to the ufc um but yeah it was an, it was a nice knockout it was pretty competitive on the feet until that happened um the next fight was women's bantamweight Raquel Pennington versus Aspen Ladd. Raquel Pennington won, which I'm not surprised. I I don't think Aspen Ladd wants to fight. Like she's lost her last, including this one. She's lost her last two. Um, in the in one of the fights she was losing, she her corner is her boyfriend. I'm pretty sure or her fiance, and whenever like she just messes up or. Goes back to the corner, looking defeated. He just yells at her, and it, it just it makes me feel bad for her because it doesn't seem like she wants to do do this. She like she doesn't want to be a professional fighter, and her, her like boyfriend is making her. Which, if that's the case, then I hope like things turn out better for her. Like this is like a crazy sport. You can't just be doing this like willy nilly. You have to be present. You have to be focused, and you have to have a goal. And I don't think Aspen Ladd really has a goal. She was, like, number three in the world, but she beat, she got beat by Raquel Pennington, who, let's be honest, hasn't won in a while. But who knows what Aspen Ladd's going to do. She actually made weight this time, which is really good. Um, I don't see her at 145 because she's way too small, and the 145 division is pretty shallow for the women's. Yeah, for women's 145. But, yeah, I hope the best for her. Mm, then we had a middleweight fight, Anthony Hernandez versus Josh Fremd. Uh, the last time we saw Anthony Hernandez was a while back, I think last year. And he got, like, a bunch of clout because he beat one of the bet. he submitted the – I think, the best jiu-jitsu player in the middleweight division, I think. Like, he was a world champion in jiu Like, he was crazy scaring on the ground. And Anthony Hernandez just, like, st- in, in his last fight, he just stuck it out, beat him in striking, and then whenever the jiu-jitsu guy got tired, he submitted him. And in this fight, he won by decision, which was pretty impressive. Like, it was pretty one-sided, Um, There wasn't any, like, danger to Anthony. And he has some future in the division, I think. He really has some heart. And if he gets more training down, I definitely think he could be at the top of the division. Now, the last fight on the prelims was Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Ian Gary is probably... There are, like, I think, like, three fighters who are super hyped right now. That'd be Hamza Chmaiyev, who we're going to talk about later today. Paddy Pimblet, who is crazy in London, and Ian Gary, who's from Ireland. And people, his nickname is the Future. People compare him, to, compare him to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor acknowledges him, and he's really good. He's young, he's a young kid. He was a champion in uh, Cage Warriors. Yeah, he was a champion in Cage Warriors. He's doing really well right now. He fought a tough guy in Darien Weeks. I don't think he's ready for the top of the division yet because the welterweight is crazy scary. Like, he's training at Sanford MMA where Gilbert Burns, who we're going to talk about later as well, trains at. And there's a, there are a bunch of killers there, but I think Ian Gary needs to wait a little bit. I see maybe in the future, like maybe two or three years down the line, I see Ian Gary and Hamzat Jumayev fighting, hopefully for the title, if not just fighting in general, because those two would generate a lot of press. Now the main card. Um, first we had the lightweight a lightweight fight with Vince Pichelle and Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen is like a three-time Olympic finalist or something, and then he won like a silver medal in wrestling. And his nickname's the Olympian, so... I don't know, I find that kind of corny. Like, yeah, you went to the Olympics, but this is the UFC. You don't need to go to the Olympics to win. You just need to be really good. And yeah, he's really good at wrestling. He's okay at striking, but he's really good at wrestling. I see him getting better at striking because, you know, the Olympian mindset. You have to be really, really good to go to the Olympics, but... He needs to work on the striking... He won that fight um pretty not that decisively but you know you can't really make the decision because you're not a judge but I would give it to Mark Madison anyways because you know he's tw- he, he was undefeated he's still undefeated but he's undefeated he can generate a lot of hype he he posted a challenge for other lightweights in the division and yeah he has a bright future even though he's pretty pretty old. I think he's like 35. Yeah, he's like 35 or something. But yeah, he was talking about he needs to fight or like in the next two years, by 2024, he, he needs to fight for a championship to become champion. And I kind of admire that, that he has like a time and date to have something achieved because it makes you push yourself further. But at the same time, like, if you don't achieve that then you be I feel like you would just feel defeated and you would never like continue setting like continue trying to get your dreams up or like trying to achieve your dreams. And like maybe he will become champ, or maybe he won't. Who knows? But I still think even if he doesn't win in two years, he should still keep fighting because he's talented, he poses a threat and uh He'd be good for other lightweights. Now the next fight was women's strawweight: Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. These women are buff. I've never seen women as buff as these women. Like, oh my god! I'm I was so scared when I saw them. I was like, damn. Like, I have no idea. Like, why no one else is on the grind that these two are on? Like, they're so strong. And, like, I feel like that's – they are, like, the future of the divisions, of, like, the women's divisions because most women who fight are in shape, like, decent shape, but not to the point where these two are. Like, these two are levels above everyone else. Their conditioning, their strength, everything. And I see – like, Mackenzie Dern won this fight, and people can say, like, whatever, like – Tisha Torres won or whatever, but I think Tisha Torres needs to work on her jujitsu jitsu and wrestling before she's able to fight for the title. Mackenzie Dern, however, she can win a title right now with her jujitsu, but her striking is very lackluster. And in this division, the champion, Rose Namajunas, fantastic striking. And I don't think Mackenzie Dern would even, like, land on her if She was to fight for the title. Now, the next fight, the people's main event, Gilbert Burns versus Hamza Chemaev. I think this fight may have contributed like 50% of the sales uh, for like pay-per-view, yeah, pay-per-view sales because Hamza Chemaev is crazy hyped. Like I've never seen, like not even Conor McGregor was this hyped up in like his first few fights but this guy after his first fight people were looking at him like oh my this guy is the next champion and after this fight i i believe he has he has this stuff to go for it you know he beat the number two guy in the world gilbert burns who knocked down the champion kamaru usman and he could have won that fight if he stayed patient but you know things happen and gilbert burns Gilbert Burns lost, but very, very slightly. Like, he got knocked out, but it could have gone either way. And Hamza Chumayev went to war with him. And this fight was crazy. People were talking about, like, it's the fight of the year already, and it could be in the Hall of Fame easily. And maybe, I think it's too early to say it could be in the Hall of Fame, but it was a really good fight. Definitely fight of the night. Now the co-main event, Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Jan, Jan, I was not expecting this outcome. Everyone I talked to was thinking Peter Jan was going to demolish Aljamain Sterling. Well, while I disagreed a little bit, because in the in their first fight, Aljamain was doing really well. He was outstriking Peter Jan. Yeah, he got taken down a lot by Peter, which is really crazy because Aljamain's supposed to be the wrestler, but... Peter Jan could have won that first fight. But Aljamain did put up a good fight in the first one. But the second one, once Aljamain got Peter Jan to the ground, Peter couldn't move. Like, it was no competition. The entire round, Peter was fighting for position, trying not to get choked out. And when it was on the feet, Peter was doing a lot better. He He was swinging wildly, like trying to knock him out. Which I understand, like this guy talked a lot of shit, but I think that's what maybe led to his downfall. If he was more like patient with the striking, more strategic, tried to stay away from Algernon, had better takedown defense. He already does have good takedown defense, but if he was smarter with his cage maneuvers, I definitely think he would have won. But Algernon Sterling won, which it it helps the division because it moves it on. But I hope to see Peter Yan and Alderman Starling fight in the future. Alderman called out TJ Dillashaw, who was a former champion. And that fight definitely could be made. I definitely see that happening in the future. Um, and Alderman called TJ Dillashaw Pillashaw because, you know, TJ Dillashaw got popped with, like, EPO, a uh, performance-enhancing drug. And... To be honest, the way Algernon Sterling looked in this fight, like he was so jacked and like he was covered with veins. I it looked like he was on steroids. So I I don't know, maybe he's also on EPO. Now the main event Alexander Volkonovsky versus the Korean zombie. Everyone wanted the Korean zombie to win. But you know what happened? He did not. Alexander Volkonovsky is levels above all these other, like, featherweights, he arguably is one of the best featherweights that we've ever seen, he has fantastic striking, he has great feints, great wrestling, great wrestling defense, great jiu-jitsu, and his pressure is just immense, even if he's getting backed up, he still goes forward, and just, like, the way he fights is so mesmerizing, and I take a lot of, like, I really admire it, and... It could be, like, applied to what I'm learning right now. Um, what's next for Alexander Volkanovsky? I have no idea. Maybe another fight with Max Holloway. Um, but I do expect Max Holloway to win if they have a third fight. Um, maybe a fight. if Maybe they could do a fight with, uh, what's his name? Yair Rodriguez. Yeah. Alexander Volkanovski fight Yair Rodriguez next because Yair put up a good fight with Max. It went it was pretty close too. Um Yair was outstriking Max and the only way Max won because, was because of uh, wrestling which is not that like typical of him and I think Alexander Volkanovski would put up a good threat or no, Yair Rodriguez would put up a good threat for Alexander Volkanovski. However, Alexander Volkanovski has better wrestling than Max Holloway. And I could see that fight going one way. Either Yair knocks Alexander out or Alexander just out-wrestles him the entire time. Um, Just some general things about this card. Uh, the UFC changed the, their like graphics on screen, which some of it I like, some of it I don't like. The things I like are how smooth they are and like the transitions they make like whenever they put up the stats for the fighter it's like a smooth transition and it's all clean and organized the font is nice the timer itself it's kind of strange because they instead of showing like the three little bars that indicate round they have like uh, r1 r2 r3 which kind of looks a little nice but i could go either or But the worst thing about the new graphics change is when the commentators say, this is the tail of the tape, they show the fighters in like their full, full body image of the fighters and then their stats like height, age, weight, reach, and then previously they had a still image, but this time they have a moving image, which is so cringe. Like they're just moving so awkwardly, like just show a still image. Like it's not that hard. It's a lot easier than what you're doing right now, and it'd be a lot. It's it'd be a lot more like um, I'd say professional because the fighters when they move, they either do the same movement or they just stand there like awkwardly, like oh, I'm moving. Uh, this is my like fighter pose. Like I understand it makes it seem more like a, like a fighting game, kind of, kind of, but I don't know. I think it's lame. Another thing, so I watched the prelims with a group of people I, like, train with. And this came into my mind while we were watching the fight. Like, a lot of people disrespect women fighters. Like, they just disrespect them, like, straight up. Like, they don't see them as, like, good fighters or, like, I don't know, good athletes. And I just disagree with that so much. These women are the same as men. Like, there's there shouldn't be a difference between gender and, like, the entertainment. Like, they're, bo- they're all fighters. They're all skilled. They all train really hard. And it just makes me mad. Like, how... Like, if you fought Amanda Nunes, you would get your ass kicked. So you shouldn't talk all this shit, but I don't know. You can't change people's minds sometimes. It's frustrating, but it is what it is. I can talk... I can, like... Say, oh, um, you shouldn't say that, blah, 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 but you can't change people's minds sometimes. Um, other than that, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week.